What's up, y'all? Welcome again to another episode of the Festi Hub podcast. Uh, so for this episode, we have Noah Levinson uh, joining us for a one-hour conversation about High Ground Festival, High Ground Music and Arts Experience. It was here in Denver. It was his first ever like big festival. Um, he's done a couple of shows in the past but he's never done something to this extent. Um, he's apparently been doing this or been planning for this for a few years now. So we talk a little bit about who he is as a person, and then we kind of dive into um, everything that had to do with High Ground Festival. It's a great conversation. Noah's definitely a really awesome character to get to know. I'm really glad we did this. Aside from Noah Levinson joining us, we are gonna give out our four shout outs. So for starters, uh, we have our content creator as our number one, which is going to be, and I'm sorry if I butcher your last name, bro, but Devin Larshade or Larshide. Uh, everything will be underneath in the description. So even if I butcher your name, just look at the tag below. <laughs> uh, so Devin is an awesome content creator from ranging between like reels and TikToks and YouTube. He is more of like a skit type of content creator. So a lot of like funny, um, what it's, it's almost like the ones that I do, but he does a lot more of them. It's like rave girls be like, uh, rave bros be like. He also does some like non-EDM ones as well. Those are all located on his YouTube channel for sure. Like he has an entire playlist of every type of like style videos that he does for those skits. But he's mostly like a skits type of content creator. Uh, let's see. Number two, we got our DJ or producer. So this one's Reed. Uh, Reed, I actually met in Orlando during the one of the drive-in raves. He goes by Rude Reed on Instagram. That's his DJ name. He's played a couple of shows in the Orlando, Florida area, at least. I don't know if he's played anywhere farther than that but i know that he plays a lot mostly in orlando i'm gonna be moving to orlando i can't wait to hang out with you bro i definitely recommend this guy he has a link to his newest mix on his bio so if you go to his profile definitely give that a listen number three is going to be for a business or brand and i'm giving this one out to edm maniac EDM Maniac is basically like our new source for a lot of like EDM related things, EDM related topics, basically has all the articles you want to know about anything EDM related. That's where I get a lot of my news from like Insomniac or something's going on with a certain DJ or something's going on with a certain festival. They're usually the ones that kind of inform me. So I'll go to their page on a daily basis and they will usually upload more than once a day, honestly, on all platforms. So they also have a TikTok as well. I forget his name. God dang it. I wish I remembered better, but they have like actual videos that they clip and then they make into TikToks. And those are really like informative kind of like um, stormed information all at once. And they just kind of fill you in with everything going on in the week. I recommend checking them out. Definitely a great source for EDM news. And then the last one is going to go to support a friend or support a follower. This one's going to go to my boy, Nick Valentine. I actually met Nick in 20, I think it was 2018 at EDC Las Vegas. And we're in a group chat together because I wanted to make sure that we link up again at EDC Las Vegas 2021. He sent me a picture the other day of like one of the first candies, not the first candies that I've made, but definitely one of like the, the candies that I made for EDC Las Vegas. I just had like my real name on it. And, I, and when he sent me that, I was like, oh, gosh, that's like so not like me to put my real name on things. But it was funny. Uh, definitely. I definitely remember making that because I was making candy at the hotel room, just like just fast as hell. Now I have candy bar. So I don't know if you guys checked out some of my last videos, but I did a little give him a little shout out and stuff. Um, candy bar is also on my personal bio link. There's a whole section for like candy bar if you want to click and check them out. So they kind of provide you with candy nowadays so you don't end up like me rushing in the middle of a car ride trying to make candy so you have something to trade um, but my boy nick can't wait to see you at edc las vegas my dude okay so that was our four shout outs quick little intro of who noah is um what we got going on for the episode 
Let's talk a little bit about what's going on today and this weekend, though, because I am going to be uploading this. I don't know if I'm going to upload it on Thursday. So if you're listening, it's probably Thursday or if I'm doing this on my regular upload day, which is Friday. I know everyone's going to be at ADC Las Vegas, so I might be doing this episode a day early. Not that you guys are going to be shocked or probably care, uh, but I wanted to give people something to listen to on their flight to EDC because I know a lot of us are camping, so I might be doing that. But yeah, I have EDC Las Vegas coming up this weekend. I am leaving Thursday to go to the festival, meeting up with uh, all my friends. We all coordinated like magicians. We all coordinated to arrive at Las Vegas at around like 12 o'clock, all of us. So my buddy who's driving from Albuquerque is going to pick us up. Um, and then we're going to wait for our bags. We're going to see if we need any any last items. We, we shouldn't because we gave my boy a list of things to pick up beforehand. So he's got all the alcohol stuff, all the food stuff, and it's going to be already set to go. We're splitting it four ways. Then we're heading to the campsite to hopefully the line's not too long. Um, I know like a lot of the times when you're doing uh, camping, they like the cart check of that security aspect takes a while. I can understand that, um, but I'm hoping that I, over the years, hopefully it's gotten better to the point where I get there and it's just smooth sailing because, you know, I had this thing about waiting on lines. So hopefully my anxiety doesn't kick in as long as I have friends around me, which I do, but I get claustrophobic with all our bags because I don't know if you guys saw my stories. I have a huge duffel bag with an, a queen air mattress. I have uh, like a queen size blanket, a huge cloak coat. I have like six pairs of like clothes. I have another bag full of electronics and stuff like that. I have so much stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm probably guilty for us not having much room in the car, but that is what it is. When you're camping, you need to pack for a lot more stuff than you normally would at any festival. And then when we get to the festival, we're going to start a festivities. I will be doing, um, I will be co-hosting a meetup with Radiate and I Heart Raves. Um, I will be in that meetup and then I will, do my best to attend the Pella Ravers meetup on Saturday, which is conjoined with the Lunchbox meetup uh, at the same time on Saturday. There is going to be another meetup for Rolly Took a Tour. Um, I, I love my, my females in the scene, so I'm going to go support them, go to their meetup. I know Emma Capotis is doing a Rave Culture Cast meetup on Friday, I think. So I definitely want to attend that. And then I think we might be doing like a camp meetup for Thursday. I don't know yet. But there's a lot of meetups. Um, if you guys are interested in any of those, I should hopefully making I should be making a post by the time this comes out. So go to my personal profile. I should have an actual post on there if you want to just screenshot it and figure out where you can bump into me. Just come say hi, trade some candy, give me a hug, get in the vlog. Maybe we can make a little TikTok. I don't know. Something cool. Uh, but that will be everything that we got going on for EDC Las Vegas. I am hoping to have the next podcast episode be with me and Emma Capotes. I'm trying to figure that out. I'm going to ask her if she's too tired or not. Hopefully she's not. I know that we agreed earlier that we were going to do it after EDC happened, but before like that Friday, hopefully, because I'm trying to like get it uploaded as soon as possible. But I know how things go when you, when you attend like a four-day festival, you're tired. Um, so I do have like backup podcasts in case like that falls through, but I'm hoping to give you guys like an after review podcast episode with me and Emma Capotes. I haven't had Emma on the podcast yet. And I definitely, I, I, you know, I admire her so much. So I definitely want to have her on the podcast as soon as I can. But I've been so overwhelmed with me moving to Orlando that I haven't really had time to like organize like a, like a good subject and stuff like that. So I definitely wanted to do EDC Las Vegas because that's kind of where she got started. I'm like, oh, what a great episode to like, you know, collaborate with. So that's what we got going on, guys. Um, but with, with everything being said, uh, let's go ahead and get this podcast started. Well, my fellow revelers, <laughs> I would like to welcome Noah Levinson to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, this was really cool. <laughs> yeah, Noah. Um, so a lot of people here don't really know you. Um, some of us just kind of know you from the guy who like ran like high grounds to get a better idea of who you are as a person. Um, if you wouldn't mind like a quick intro. Sure. So hello, <laughs> uh, my <laughs> name is Levinson. I'm 24 years old and I live in Denver, Colorado. Um, 
I run a company called Levitate Events, and we do concerts and festivals all around the U.S. that kind of focus on chill, vibe, electronic music, mostly live performed. And then outside of that, I talent buy with a company called Versa. We work on behalf of venues and festivals all around the world, um, bringing them some of their favorite artists. And it's, uh, it's been really, really special. Versa, Versa, is that like just local or is that like all U.S.? You hear me? Is uh, I was asking, is uh, Versa just like local or is it like all oh, U.S.? Sorry about that. Um, yeah, uh, it's actually all U.S. and then also in other parts of the world as well. So we have a few properties in Florida and New York and California, uh, some other places. We have Groove Cruise Orlando or sorry, Groove, yeah, Groove Cruise Miami uh, and also one on the West Coast. Um, we run Vision and Color Festival out in Wuhan, China, and um, yeah, it's a it's pretty global business. So is that like your part time job, like what you do? I guess that from like yeah. So so I guess like I split my my work between a few things. One is definitely levitate, and right now our focus is high ground. Um, and then with Versa, that takes up a lot of my work time. Um, yeah. And it's Really fun. I, I work with all of our properties. And then I also am actually a freelance graphic designer and animator. Um, I work with record labels and artists and things of the sort where I'm kind of making motion content based on their still image graphics so that they have really cool things to share on whether it's uh, like Canvas on, on Spotify or a YouTube video or just like a motion flyer and things like that. That's pretty badass, man. You have a. Um... Like, can you name like a couple artists? Or, like, is there just like local artists, or are there any like big name artists? Or oh, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so my my Instagram for animations is called Thippy Trings, like trippy things, but it flipped. Um, <laughs> and some of some of my favorite artists that I've animated for. Uh, oh my gosh, uh, Closey was really. Oh cool. shit! <laughs> I did things for Rolling Loud Festival with Migos and Travis Scott um and then i just did the motion flyer for uh, i think liquid stranger uh holy then, shit bro <laughs> now you're the right you're the real fucking deal bro <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's been pretty cool i actually just released my i just released a few nfts which has been really really cool um hoping to make a few more and it's been like a whole different kind of animation that i haven't really got dive into before have you sold any nfts yet um so one of them i made with uh with my good friend chelsea chelsea kemp she is a local artist goes goes by uh i think kemp creations mm -hmm. and and so we collabed on a on an nft it hasn't sold yet but then the other two that i've made um I don't think I can announce who I made them with, but I'm not the one selling them. And I, I think they'll probably move pretty quickly if they haven't already. Yeah. yeah. Are you getting like any profit off that? Um, I, it depends on, on like the, the deal structure. I'm, yeah. I'm a person to work with. So yeah. uh, it's on the front end, sometimes it's on the back, sometimes it's somewhere in between. Fucking badass, man. Shit. I feel like we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, there were so many topics going off at once um so let's talk about uh you i was going through your instagram just kind of get a little you know just be a little creeper per usual. um i saw you have a dog uh what's your dog's name oh yeah i got a dog his name's malachi he's uh sitting in the other room and he's two-year-old husky that i found on craigslist when i first moved to colorado um and he's the weirdest dog in the world uh <laughs> My family's husky is my whole life. And so when I moved here, it was like, got to get a husky. Yeah. And, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better dog. He is the sweetest, sweetest pup ever. And then he, he just like has all these weird personalities that I keep finding out. Like I went rock or I went camping, um, not this past summer, but the summer before. And Where brought, at? Um, we were just down near like Colorado Springs and the mountains up over there. Okay. And yeah, I, I uh, brought my climbing shoes and just like kind of scrambled up this thing. And then I looked behind me and Malachi was climbing up the same rock and, uh, and I witnessed him like 
figure out how to like wedge his paws into different cracks so that he could climb in order to climb this dog was a this dog was a climber in a past life (laughs) but he's awesome and yeah great dog (laughs) is that one of your like uh hobbies hiking or camping that kind of stuff yeah i don't know i'm kind of the person who likes to try everything twice and if i if i like it then i'll keep doing it and there are a few things that i don't like to do so uh, in the summers, I'm like always hiking or camping or climbing and, and things like that. And in the winter, I'm always snowboarding. So just... I love snowboarding. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I think I'm about to on pass. Uh, yeah, but... I, I I went. Uh, I think I went like a good twelve times this last year, and then I nice. only only like eight times the year before that. But it's been I, I'm I'm leaving. I'm gonna go to Florida soon, so I'm taking in nice. all the snowboarding I can get in right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I am. I'm hoping that I can get sponsored this winter. It's kind of like my little goal. We'll see. <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> that'd be pretty little. badass. <laughs> um, have you been to that? Uh, have you been white water rafting by any chance? Oh my gosh, it's been it's been years, but I have been meaning to do like a summer trip. I know like there's a bunch of guided trips out here in Colorado. Um, yeah, the Royal Gorge does it, I believe yeah yeah and it looks like so much fun i just i haven't found the time um but i i've gone a few times with my family a few years ago and then you know before that of course and, uh i'd like to get back into it do you uh yeah i've only been once and it was just an amazing experience i'm i'm big on like outdoor activities mm-hmm. i'll hike and camp um hiking is a, i love i love hiking but when it comes to camping i'm very like you know I'm, it depends where I'm hiking or where I'm camping. I mean, because I don't like camping where it's just going to be hot. It's like a desert. I used to do a lot of lake camping and it just, I don't know. It's not always the vibe. You need a little bit of shade and. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> it just depends. Yeah. I found like some really beautiful spots out here. and I, I agree. I'm not the kind of person who wants to like go uh, camp and just like sit around the campsite all day. I definitely need an activity um so some of my favorite places that i've been out here uh one is radium hot springs i don't know if you've made your way out there but uh-huh. wow on the spot with my friends uh summer 2020 and it was just stunning and beautiful and there's this really cool hike that's along a cliff and you just like hike along this cliff above a river for miles and at the end there's like this 40 foot cliff jump and um and some hot springs and so it alone is like such an experience and i went back this past summer with a different group of friends and it was just it always it's always been really magical um and then i like i like going to veda woo up in wyoming to like scramble up some rocks and things like that <laughs> i've never been to wyoming uh it's we're so close to it and i've just never had the time i guess same thing i've never had the time to just drive up to wyoming i'm always with my line of like activities and my side hustles and stuff like that, I'm always at festivals. I'm either working for a festival, promoting for a festival, or, you know, I'm looking up for like the next place to vlog. And I like to vlog like new festivals I haven't been to, gets more views, gets more of this, whatever. But um, I don't know. Uh, you Have you always lived in Denver like your entire life or have you like moved anywhere for a couple of years and um yeah so i'm from san diego originally and, and by the oh, way oh kelly me too <laughs> hey nice okay wait, wait. i'm from san Luis obispo okay nice nice the good old slow yeah <laughs> if you know slow <laughs> you know slow <laughs> <laughs> yeah from san diego born and raised um and then i moved to new york for university i went to nyu and i was in the clive davis institute at um in tisch school of the arts and I focused and my studies were like completely focused on music industry and um, concert production and promotion. And so I guess it's only fitting that that's what I'm doing now, but you're lucky, uh, man, because when I was, you know, when I was 18, 19 and figuring out what I wanted to do for a living, I was so into video games. And now like I, I, there was a, a realization that I didn't want video games to be my life like anymore. And I feel mm -hmm. like if I had your realization of like, I want music to be like my passion and then, Maybe I would have stuck with it, but you don't know what you don't know. And I wasted so many years, but like now I'm getting into it and uh, I'm going to go to Florida. I'm going to take some classes on uh, event production, event management, event coordination. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Um, uh, Right now I am where I'm at, um, but I want to increase not just like my audience and stuff like that, but I want to increase like my knowledge on the the industry. Um, I got a pretty good grasp on how to like 
have a following and 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 be this icon and do have have a personality for it and vlog but like i don't really know too much about what it takes to like actually coordinate like even small events i don't even know what that like what that takes um baby steps um that's what it's all about yeah i mean my first uh my first shows were all on this wall and (laughs) the very first holy shit um yeah it was the i mean so i guess like long story short i started uh i started dj in middle school uh i got like really into that and uh started like doing small parties for misfits weddings and just kind of like grew from there and along that process people started asking me like hey can you help me plan this event and um and i just like kind of fell in love with that creative and logistic process uh and so I started putting on my own shows and it was literally like a small Halloween event. Yeah. Uh, and my junior year of high school, I was like, you know See, what? You're talking about high school here. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a long ass time in the making. It's, yeah. it's like, crazy to see this like progression right here. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like junior year, I was like, I need to produce something bigger. And I hadn't really been to a festival yet at that point. I just... I'd known that I wanted to create something special and kind of grandiose and they kind of culminated into this event. It's like the top one up here um, called hollow. And the whole idea was that it would be like the single day electronic club sort of thing, but exclusive to high school students around San Diego Mm -hmm. because we were all starting to listen to it and there weren't any spaces where we could go and actually like enjoy that kind of music. And so this was going to be a safe space exclusive to younger people where like there weren't the pressures of the parent chaperone who would be like no dancing together or whatever yeah exactly <laughs> and so that was really cool and like moments before the doors opened my grandpa called me he's like hey nothing else matters tonight other than the fact that you put this together and you saw all these pieces come together into what's about to happen and you need to stop and be like stop for a moment and be proud of that because it's amazing 100 that I think that was like a huge turning point for me because I realized, wait a second, like I could, I could do this. If I, if I wanted to do this, I could do this. I started to see it as like this big puzzle that you put together over yeah. months or years. High grounds case. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, and the event was really cool. Um, successful in a lot of ways, unsuccessful in a lot of others, but overall I learned so much. And then the next year, like this, 200 person event became 400 and then 600 and then uh, I put on like a 3000 person event and um and overall it's just been like this kind of growing trend and I've gotten to work with some some of my favorite artists um and it's all been a learning process even especially with high ground like wow <laughs> well, we can unpack that later but yeah, yeah we'll definitely get to that it's gonna be <laughs> I'm I'm actually like I, I'm super surprised, man, because you, you're you're just fucking amazing. I, while I was at home playing video games, you were here fucking making events happen at the same age. I'm like, that's that's awesome, man. And I'm like, that's that's freaking amazing. Um, did any of you like your friends from like high school in those days have? Are they working with you now, or none of them like different paths, or what's going on with that? Yeah, I mean, all my friends from high school, or I guess <laughs> my few friends from high school, um, they are all super supportive. In fact, all of them were at High Ground this past weekend. But oh, shit. they're all doing they're all doing vastly different things. Um, you know, one of them is uh, is kind of like in the med school track. The other is like we we all graduated college. The other one is um, he is working with a dispensary in San Diego that's nonprofit and super cool. And yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone super different things, but we're all so supportive of each other. And uh, they know that this has been my dream for forever. Because <laughs> um, I've been, I was working on high ground for like five years. And even before that, I was like, I'm going to put on shows for my life. And uh, yeah, I mean, one of my, my closest and one of my longest time friends, Braden, who, who's there this past weekend um his like first music memory with me was when we were like eight or nine years old and I'd received a micro cube guitar amp for my birthday uh-huh. we were, like each I had my iPod plugged into it and it had like uh like all these different effects flangers delays etc 
uh, and I was just kind of fucking around with those with those knobs, making weird effects on my music, like as it was leading up to the drop or the chorus. And Braden looked at me, he's like, "You're gonna put, you're gonna do this for people someday." <laughs> That's pretty badass because it's it's funny. I love that you had supportive friends, man. Because when I decided I was gonna like pursue like the EDM space and and that and that stuff, uh, yeah, my friends like abandoned me. They're like, you know, you're retarded or whatever. Uh, like there was there was a lot of negativity um because we were in that whole emo like pop rock phase and stuff and like that was like our music for our group and when i decided i just wanted to listen to different music it was like one of those things where like you know it was like wasn't accepted like maybe because i'm 30 um it wasn't like more i guess it was less accepted back then yeah my god you look like you're 23 (laughs) way to go that's great. <laughs> I eat a lot of avocados. No, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> no. uh, it's um, yeah. So like I had those friends. They just didn't believe in me um, that I was going to do anything with, you know, get into the EDM scene. And honestly, they were probably right at the beginning. I, I didn't want to do anything at the beginning with it. Um, but then one day I woke up out of bed, dude. And I said, you know what? Like I do so much. I'm a, a, I have a great personality. Um, I want to yeah. monetize. Yeah, I want to monetize myself like as a brand. And I want to just switch over from, I quit my, uh, my job. Like, uh, I used to work for Activision. Um, I no longer wanted to do that. Yeah. And <laughs> I no longer wanted to do that. And I wanted to, you know, I got rid of my YouTube channel from gaming. I was streaming all that stuff, got rid of it all. And I scratched it and I said, I want to start from scratch and I want to be an icon for this EDM space. And then, you know, next thing, next thing uh, I know is like, I'm literally monetized my whole personality is monetized um incredible but when i decided that i had more friends that were like you won't do it you won't get anywhere that's ridiculous no one's ever gonna like give you free tickets no one's ever gonna pay you to be at a festival no and i'm like like the doubt man and i'm like i'm jealous of your relationship with your friends because like (laughs) i didn't have that man that's super rough but you know i also faced a lot of that kind of criticism from other people like my core group i'm i am super lucky and blessed that like my my three four close friends from from high school like have always supported this um and i'm also extraordinarily lucky that my parents have played such a huge role in this for me but uh but overwhelmingly in high school i'd be like yeah i'm gonna produce a show and people would be like yeah shut up (laughs) (laughs) and but, but like I had enough support around me to know that it was something that I could go for. In fact, wow, it's kind of crazy. I, uh, my, my high school principal, Mr. Mueller, Carl. <laughs> How do you remember the name? Um, he was extraordinarily like just, wow, so supportive. And there were a lot of days where my friends were like off doing their own things during lunch. And no, I, I didn't really have any friends outside of my group. And so I would often go and have lunch with Mr. Mueller and I would tell him about my ideas and what I wanted to do. And he said, like, you absolutely should. And, you know, you have a support system, whatever you need, you got it. In fact, my my sophomore year of high school, like there's this huge conference for music industry professionals called the San Diego music thing. Um, And it was a 21 and up kind of conference. I I don't know why, but it was. Um, (laughs) And I got special permission first from the, the programming of the San Diego music thing to, to go to this event as a 16-year-old. And then I asked uh, Mr. Mueller, and he allowed me to skip school for an entire week so that I could go participate in this conference. And I, I guess like long story, or you know, like full circle, I met uh, one, one of the program leads there, his name's Storm Glure. He is a professor here at CU Denver. And when I first moved to Denver, um, he connected me with the owner of Levitt Pavilion. And that's where we just threw this big, amazing thing. And so very full circle. Wow, very- that is like, that is like a weird domino effect. <laughs> it's like it's weird. weird. And like, you know, I guess long story short, yesterday, like literally yesterday i I, uh, I texted mr mueller photo photos from high ground and he said wow that is really special <laughs> that is crazy yeah man i mean damn could you imagine like your high school student just one day texting you like like that thing i told you you know like eight years ago boom it's happening <laughs> yeah it's pretty nuts <laughs> that's so bad man um what other uh, experiences have you had like um 
working in this industry, man? I know you said you were doing, you've worked with, um, oh, shit. Well, it wasn't shipwreck. It was the other one, right? Um, sorry. Just gonna throw some juice. You're good, buddy. We're in. Sick. Uh, what, what other events have you worked for? Um, or I guess better. Yeah. I guess you, you, you named a lot. Um, but what have you done for these like events for the most part when you do work for these events or did, I guess, uh, work for these events? Cause I know I've seen some pictures of you working like certain, like, I think festivals and it's like, what do you do there per se? Like, sure. Yeah. So, um, all of the shows on this wall right here are things that I've kind of run from, from front to back and literally up until high ground, I was kind of like doing all aspects of it. So the marketing was horrible because I was running <laughs> not, I'm, I'm really good. I think I'm really great with, um, with branding and like knowing what the voice of an event space can be, Yeah. but, uh, I'm not great at putting it out into the world. And so it's been really special, especially with high ground to, to have uh, a team that supports me. Anyway, I digress. Uh, all of these I've done on my own, uh, essentially, but outside of those, um, I used to work for Insomniac events. I was their concerts and festivals associate in 2017. Okay. Uh, so I, I learned so much while working with them. Um, and I, I was able to kind of like refine that toolkit so that I could take it and continue producing my own shows with, with like so much more knowledge. And that's where I think the caliber of my events really started picking up. Um, but, but yeah, it's really most, it's mostly been, uh, been things with insomniac and then things on my own. All right, man. Um, did you have any like crazy or funny stories, uh, during any of these events? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's a fire lot to choose from. I'm sure. Um, no, no stories from high ground though. Just stories from, <laughs> Because we'll get to, when we get to high ground, we'll talk about those stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, gosh, funny stories. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> one thing that was pretty funny from like a production standpoint, I suppose, was uh, we did a show with Sober Rob, and um, he he's super cool, uh, kind of like electronic, but also plays violin. And yeah, we got an amazing set. But anyway. Uh, I had this idea to use these giant water containers called IBC totes to create these lamps on stage, essentially. And these things are like four feet wide cubes. Um, and I'd like picked them up in a U-Haul, but I also didn't, and this one I was living in New York and um, I didn't have a storage facility. And I also didn't have the funding to rent another U-Haul to bring them to the venue. And so the day of the show, me and my friends like just picked up these massive things we're, like hauling them down the streets of brooklyn what the to... fuck <laughs> it probably looked ridiculous we're like tumbling them down like just so janky and awkward <laughs> it was horrible that's <laughs> was... pretty that's pretty funny though Did, how'd you like living in new york anyways how, how was that experience uh here's what i'll say don't live in new york no just... <laughs> but you know uh, what they say though it's like the people who live in new york they have like a Okay, I can't say. Okay, what, what yeah, can, can I say to not make people angry? Um, people who live in New York, like they think their shit don't smell, you know, because they live in New York. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they uh, they got a certain kind of energy for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I am really happy that I went to New York because without that, I wouldn't have met the team at Insomniac, and I wouldn't have like kind of taken the trajectory that I've been like really fortunate to go down everything happens for a reason my dude exactly exactly but i will never move back to new york and i'll leave it at that <laughs> i i i went there once um one of my friends was throwing a small rave or whatever and she wanted my help so um i flew down uh, and i did the ticketing booth for her um that's literally my extent of like my travel in new york um and i wasn't pleased so i invited I know a lot of people. So I invited some friends from, uh, from around New York. They came through and I was like, all right, we're done with this rave. Let's like, like the party's not over till it's fucking over. I right? hear New York has yeah. different things going on. So they take me <laughs> to some like underground place where it doesn't end until like 10 AM. And I mean, the, the sun was up before I was down. So <laughs> yeah, they go late there for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, in Denver, there's, totally nice where i'm like uh why isn't the bodega open <laughs> uh, do, you, do you ever um 
have you have you ever or do you ever go to like the underground raids like in denver i haven't really I, and i wouldn't call this underground but I, I went to the sugar cube once and that was cool okay uh, <laughs> but yeah i guess like it was really challenging because I, I moved here in, in the summer of 2019 it took me about i don't know six months to get my footing and then COVID happened, and Fuck, so man. really get to you know I was staying home, staying safe, and uh, yeah. Did you make I mean, Did you make a TikTok account? Did you make TikToks? <laughs> no, no, I avoided it. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, no shame to uh, no shame to See, TikTok. This is why you're so bad with marketing. You don't even have the platforms. <laughs> <laughs> I find other people to do it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I know there's like this whole underground scene out here and I'd love to kind of dive deeper and explore it a little more. What is like your genre of choice though? When you like, when you're looking for like an underground rave, what are you looking for? Like what music? Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm becoming an old man. <laughs> um, I used to love dubstep and, and everything around it. And like find me at EDC 2016, just like exclusively a bass pod. Just really bro 2015 <laughs> edc las vegas i was just like mainstays the entire time i mean circuit yep. grounds was my spot i mean i got to see morgan page avici i mean that was like my r.i.p you know but like that was my shit man i i i dove into dubstep like later so edc 2015 was my first edc and i spent like the whole time at the main stage and then um i just like wandered into the base pod like the last day of 2015 and i was like oh my god this Yo, is it. you saw excision then <laughs> so yeah i think so i think so um but yeah I, I like was super in love with bass and then for a little while i was like super in the house and then mm -hmm. um I, I think this is probably a lot to do with my parents but they're like huge huge deadheads and jam band people and throughout my entire life they're like really pushing that sonic style on me and i fell in love with it i'm, yeah. I'm also a huge deadhead i have a grateful grateful dead bear tattooed on my thigh like very into the whole scene um but the, the cool thing and i think this is probably where like things are a little different for the type of music that i promote and types of shows that i like to go to is like this fusion between the electronic side of things and the jammy like funky side of things mm -hmm. so um so everyone that played on high ground is like I think the epitome of that like chill vibe mostly live performed very jammy and funky as well for a lot of the sets uh and that's like i couldn't do ask for a different kind of sound is like this chill thing and, and that's like literally this whole wall of artists basically starting in what is that 2017 <laughs> 2016 or something yeah and started like really like floating in that direction um so like on this wall I've done things with Icarus Moth, Soup Andreas, uh, Sober Rob again, and then Moods, Falcon Punch, who's out of Denver, uh, Mielo, who has some really cool tracks. I did a show with Marvel Ears, Air yeah. uh, Atlantica, Snarky Puffy, er, eh, Snarky Puppy, Evie, Evanoff, uh, Late Night Radio, Daily Bread, and a bunch of others. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, you know, it's funny because uh, when I invited my friends, right, they're like, they're like, I don't know anyone on this lineup. I'm like, give it a chance, right? Just give it a chance. I'm like, it's, it, we're not going to be out headbanging. We're going to, it's going to be like a little picnic, some dope ass music, almost like a concert yeah. in the park type deal, you know? Chill and, vibe. <laughs> yeah, and they, they, were, they were super open-minded about it. And um, they left that place going, that was bad fucking ass. I'm like, there you go, man. I don't always be open-minded. You never know what you're going to like. Yeah, for sure. And that's like the whole thing, right? Keep an open mind, keep an open ear and go see some fucking music. I, uh, I'm all about going to see live music. In 2019, I went to 96 shows and, um, and I, I just want to keep going and seeing as much music as I possibly can, uh, you know, until my legs break. <laughs> it, it's funny because uh, when I go to festivals, you know, and I tell my group like, oh, I'm going to go see this like artist that I like I haven't like heard live yet or even heard before sometimes. And they're like, yeah, but like so and so is playing. I'm like, even even like Cascade and, and people like that. Right. I'm like, yeah, but like like I've like met these artists. I've seen them live like a good five times during COVID. Like 
if that says anything, you know? And I'm like, I just want to go see newer artists that don't have like the, like they, I know have the potential to like impress me and I want to be there for it, you know? For sure. For um, sure. I saw Crystal Skies for the first time. I've never heard of Crystal Skies at all, ever. No music, never even heard of their name. And my buddy's like, I'm here at Crystal Skies. Do you want to come through? I forget what DJ I, I decided to skip on that. Bro, one of the best sets. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm all about the lives, the live electronic thing. And like, I think it's so much more interesting. I mean, not to knock anybody, but like, I would much rather watch somebody like get honest on stage and vulnerable behind a guitar or a microphone or something than watch, than watch people press play on a CDJ. Correct. Um, and, and I'm kind of at this point now, like I've seen so many artists multiple times and I, I would rather like go support artists that I haven't seen before, uh, like across the board, whether it's a small artist or just like a massive artist that's someone really cool that I haven't seen. And uh, that's what I'm all about. <laughs> One of my like, I think it was like the my third live show that was in like a festival, I think was like Empire of the Sun. And Ooh your fest gave me empire of the sun vibes <laughs> awesome yeah super highly appreciated i love empire of the sun <laughs> too. <laughs> sick. sick um okay so we're at like 40 minutes already so let's get started with some high ground oh. topics <laughs> sounds good Do all it. right so for high grounds why the name um many reasons <laughs> uh let's start with you know mile high city of course second i guess if you break down the high ground to like the very core idea it started as this high super stone conversation over a joint like hmm. why isn't there a festival that's like chill electronic you know like let's get a little chill you know <laughs> and that's that's kind of where this all started from and um and when i started like i started working on this in like 2016 and by 2017 i had the name down i actually um we made the logo in 2017 which is so crazy to think about <laughs> but uh but yeah it's all about like the double entendre with you know the mile high city and getting high and like the whole stoner culture and i just want to <laughs> it might be worth mentioning like we we are totally about the cannabis culture, but you know, it's still, it's still like illegal yeah. to sell or distribute or ingest cannabis like in public spaces. And so um, like, we, we just like, we're hopeful that people would be mindful of that at high ground. Which is true, but have you ever been to like 420 fest and like those like, like weed fest during 420? Like I went to uh, this, I think it was like the civic center, not the civic center, but like, the park next to the civic center or next to city hall and there was like people like rolling joints in front of cops and cops were just like hey it's 420 like yeah i mean that's the thing right like we live in colorado we lived in california arguably two of the chillest places in terms of cannabis so like is it illegal yeah do people care probably not and and at the end of the day people are gonna smoke their weed like people are gonna smoke their fucking weed oh yeah <laughs> so so like it's up to us to create a space that that's like safe for people to be in and create the reality that we're that we're in but um but you know we're, we're super receptive to the to the fact that people are gonna smoke their weed <laughs> yeah man i mean so do you are you like a strictly just smoker or do you drink too or um, you know, I uh, dabble around here and there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just know so many people who are like, you know, they, they, they smoke, but they like, they don't drink. And it's like, oh, I just, you know, what's usually like one or the other. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that's like a little bit of everything here and there. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, this whole past month, I was stone cold sober um, working from just focusing. What's that? just focusing on like your best yeah and i was working from like 7 a.m until 2 a.m every day for the past month and oh, it's so nice to breathe again Dude, <laughs> but, I, I bet but, man i wouldn't have been able to do that if i was drinking or smoking or anything really so um i uh i'm grateful that i have the ability to like take a step back when needed and then also recognize when there's you know time for time for fun and celebration 
that's really hard to do honestly though and I, it took me a while to learn that um because i used to when i make content for like whatever channel whatever platform or whatever company because i also like uh do story takeovers and, or like i you know i'm doing um like event projects for like certain companies i used to do that shit like blacked out drunk <laughs> and then i realized like that is not that is not good. My videos suck. Like I had no content. I lost like my camera. I lost my GoPro. I, you know, it's like, I'm a mess. Um, yep. yeah. At some points you just got to realize that like priorities as an adult are going to come first right now. And you could just drink later and you could always have fun. Yeah, later. There's always, yeah. You can always do the thing later. And yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean that I, I can totally get creative while I'm stoned as fuck, but also I, there are times when I need to be creative, but also keep my clarity. And um, I like being able to bounce around between those. I love that you recognize that because there's a lot of people, man, that it's like, they won't give it up. And they'd be like, well, I'm, I just work better when I'm stoned. You know, I'm like, is it true though? Like, <laughs> like how effective is that? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, especially with animations, like it's super fun to just get high and kick back in this chair. Yeah. Play around with after effects. But I get my animations done like in a tenth of the time if I if I keep my wits about me. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you're more creative when you're stoned, but how fast and effective are you at it? You know. Totally, totally. And so I guess that's like been the the battle of high ground, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> when appropriate to be high, and when do I have to be grounded? <laughs> you're a good man, man. Um, a question. A question about the name, though. Um, were you ever concerned that there was another festival called Higher Grounds? So, are you talking about um, are you talking about Diplo's festival? I'm not really sure whose festival it is. Um, all I know is this: <laughs> uh, we were going to go to an after party, and my friend won tickets uh, to the show for the after party, and she was like, "Oh, Dom Dahl is playing at the after party. It's the official High Ground after party." And I'm like, oh, bet, let's fucking go, right? Like, I, I literally skipped every plan. We're going to go see Dom Dalla. And we head there. And, you know, it's almost at the end of the, the show. And I'm like, when's Dom Dalla coming on? I'm like, bring up the flyer. Higher grounds after party. I'm like, bro, what the huh. fuck are we doing here? <laughs> That's crazy. So I think there used to be a venue uh, and maybe even a festival in Denver called, called Higher Ground. But um no this one was in washington she didn't even read the, the location uh, was, all right that makes more sense then okay so so higher ground is like a, a festival kind of like or i guess like a touring festival sort of thing that's part of diplo's label okay um, and the funny thing is when we created the name high ground for our festival it didn't exist oh. um, and i think our branding and the aesthetic that we bring to the table is just so vastly different and uh and so for us like it's it's okay that that's also something that exists um you know we're something exclusive to colorado at least for now uh and, and yeah yeah before you grow and you're like doing three different states we'll see we'll see i think you know someday we'd like to do a road to high ground series that's like a, a concert series that brings a few of the artists that will have at the festival or maybe some of last year's festival or whatever it is yeah, Endless Summer Nights. I don't know if you know Endless Summer Nights, but uh, they did drive-ins in Florida. And once the drive-ins were over, they did exactly what you're talking about. It was like, kind of like a road to, and they went to like different places and they brought a bunch of the artists that were playing at these places. So Nice. Super cool. Um, so like why the location like Denver is just because like, like, yeah, why, why, the, why here? <laughs> out of a place where you can add high ground. <laughs> so yeah, I mean uh rewind to that that first stone conversation um it kind of catapulted me into like okay like i can make this happen i want to make this happen and i'm going to make this happen and so mm. i started by drafting this list of like 200 artists that ranged everywhere from like the lewis the childs of the world to uh, like the khalids of the world and then also every uh, like everything on the tame and Paula side of things and i think someday like I definitely like to bring those kinds of elements where it's still super chill, but like some more elements of hip hop and some more elements of psychedelic rock. And we, we started into that a little bit this year with like Kid Astronaut and Wax Cat and some of the other artists. Um, but I think it's something that as we grow and expand, we could explore a little more. Um, anyway, with that list of artists, Spotify has this really cool feature where you can see like 
what people are listening to in different cities and on different college campuses and things like that. And it just so, and I was like thinking already, like this has to be somewhere that's chill and vibey. That's kind of like into the cannabis culture. So my ideas were California, Mm -hmm. uh, Nevada, Colorado, and Oregon. Um, Oregon would be a good one. Yeah. yeah, Oregon would be sick. (laughs) (laughs) Happened that like, in those Spotify listening cities, Denver and Boulder and some of the other cities out here listen to almost like exactly what that list of dream artists were for me. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do a festival in Colorado. Yeah. So I, 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 I was, I was asked to promote uh, your event. Um, and when I promoted it, the amount of DMS I got were like, how am I just hearing about this? Like these artists, like the lineup, Holy, you know, like, so, I mean, you're right. Like obviously the analytics don't like, cause when I, promoted it the amount of dms i got from like people were like like how is this like, how is this like barely existing and i'm like not fighting about it like and yeah. i'm just like two, struggles two, <laughs> things, two things i realized from that you're bad at marketing <laughs> and the lineup was really good and I, that's the more people talked about the lineup i'm like okay like i don't know some of those artists but if you say they're really good like i like bet and they really were like they were talking about like uh, Haywire being good. And I honestly, Haywire was one of my top sets. I was like, so cool. Wow. What a special set, right? <laughs> oh my God. It's so good. And I was very surprised and I was very oh, like, he's so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so why, why those artists in particular uh, did you choose like, like them in general? Um, is it just like, did you have like a set mind of like who you wanted to play? And those were the artists. Um. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all of those artists are people that have been on this, this dream list for years and years and years. Uh, which, it's really cool to be able to say we, we were able to pull from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Casbo has been someone that I've dreamt of for headlining this thing four or five years, like since the inception of this thing, because I'm pretty sure during this stone conversation, uh, my roommate and I were listening or well, now my roommate, um, okay. he's also my cousin, my best friend. And, yeah, he's out in the other room. <laughs> shout, <laughs> but, out. <laughs> shout out. Shout out, Jacob Geddes. Cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we were listening to World Away and I'm like, oh, imagine hearing this at a festival. <laughs> um, so like, wow, like full circle dream come true that Casbo is one of our headliners this year. And um, I am so excited to see where we can take it from here. But overall, like, every artist that performs from top to bottom are some of my favorites um whether they're new favorites or old favorites and all like very much within that chill vibe kind of thing so this is a passion project for me and it's something that i'm going to stand behind forever and i'm I'm hoping that we can grow it and share it with more people every year um so quick question uh who do you live with right now who's your who's all your roommates you just just you and your cousin or yep just me and my cousin and my dog (laughs) <laughs> and, and the dog <laughs> that ass man um let's get into some uh more deeper questions and if you don't want to answer these you don't have to but um <laughs> um on a total of amount of money that it took to co- like to bring all these artists like what was the cost for all of these artists it was expensive um for sure and i, I can't talk about the actual numbers but okay. Uh, you know, something that we budgeted for, we said, all right, we want to build this festival first for 2000 people. What kind of budget do we need to make that happen on the talent side, on the production side, okay. on every granular level? Like, what is this going to cost? Um, and, and like, we kind of just had like a general idea based on like all the shows I'd done before on what it is we could be expecting. And as things really started falling into place, like, things started to make a little more sense. We started, we, we increased our talent budget a little bit to make this special set happen or something like that. And, um, okay. And overall it just kind of like, it worked out really well by the time tickets were on sale, we knew a pretty, pretty close to exact what our total expenses would be so that we could price tickets based on that. You're smart, man. I mean, you have the experience to back up like this kind of logic. Cause there's a lot of people who like they, they try to get these events not knowing or even not knowing how to anticipate like getting like, like they, they have a list of artists first and then they're like, okay, I hope we can like afford to bring like to pay for these artists. And then they, you know, <laughs> like another, another serious question and you don't have to answer this either. Um, but um, out of this festival, did you gain or lose? 
Um, we're still going through the finances of it all, but you know, we sold out and we are hitting our projections so far. So I think we, I'm hoping we're in, we're in a good spot. Um, positive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Overall, overwhelmingly a positive experience. Oh, I amazing. Just, I don't know the exact numbers yet, but it's looking good. I mean, I'm fucking happy for you, man. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, so, um, Let's talk more about the experience of like high grounds in general. I mean, I was there, you were there. What was your favorite part about the the whole festival in your eyes? Um, wow, the whole I'm I'm most sad that it went by so quickly. <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> I uh, had a like really special moment alone. Um, it was we had to delay doors a little bit. Um, never a fun thing to do people were lining up and they were like we want to go in and finally my production team was like hey like let's do it and uh and I got on the radio and they said all comms all comms let's open these gates and get our people in and have an amazing day and what, uh what was the reason for because I was I didn't get to that early what was the reason for the for the delay of the doors oh uh, we just we just had to make it was it was most important to us that every single piece of the festival was ready to go in a meaningful way before doors were open. Right. So yeah. there were things that we just, we needed to take an extra hour. Um, and I would have rather taken that hour than like bring people into an experience that wasn't fully ready for them. You know, boom, the people wanted to know now they know, <laughs> now they know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you were saying, uh, you know, you, you put in the comms that everything's ready right. to go. Right. Hold on. I said on the comms, like, let's, let's get, let's get these gates open. Let's send people in, let's do this thing. And, um, and then I watched from the front of house booth as tons of people started sprinting towards the stage and they like wanted to catch these early sets. And I was like, wow, that's fucking sick. <laughs> yeah. Really cool. I, I ended up catching a couple of the snaps on that. I don't know who was there already but i got some snaps like people like running in and stuff like that um yeah people were running in and that was really cool to see yeah i'm really happy you got the you got high ground on radiate i don't know if you did it or they do it automatically or whatever but like um yeah we did yeah. it together yeah i do a lot of stuff with radiate so um shout out like so <laughs> huh. do a lot of stuff with them and stuff like that so it's really cool like um whenever i'm able to like see the festival that I'm like either promoting or going to like be a part of that because uh there's a lot of festivals I go to and like they're not a part of radio I'm like why dude? like this is literally enhancing the community experience totally and like with high ground specifically like we're such a community driven festival and like the whole community aspect of us all as revelers growing together to create something beautiful is so important to the whole experience and so using radiate as a platform where people could connect and meet each other and get excited to to be a part of this was it, it was amazing <laughs> yeah they uh how did you hear about radiate you've been using it for a while yeah i've known about it for a while um i think like the first year i used it was probably 2015 for edc <laughs> oh shit you used it before i did <laughs> <Back when? laughs> holy shit um so let, let, let's talk about let's talk about me and the people I was with and um uh I think it was funny when I uh well maybe it wasn't that funny I guess uh but when we started that fire in the VIP area oh that was you <laughs> you almost got punched <laughs> I'm just kidding so I didn't start the actual fire though so that was uh the home tall homeboy from across from me <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I understand how if there is a fire pit with a bunch of unburnt logs, someone probably is gonna <laughs> want. It. And that's something that now we know. <laughs> um, yeah. So I came in and I, I looked at it. It wouldn't have been a problem if we would if we had like planned on that, right? Yeah. Like had all the systems in place so that something like that was safe and and we could have it but we didn't plan on something like that happening. And so it was like the most important thing in that moment to get it out as quickly as possible. And, you know, we, we did, people were, you know, understanding it seems. Oh yeah. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. And and that was the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And nobody was like mad. I don't think um, it was just, I, think, uh, I knew you guys, 
<laughs> I know maybe they were, but <laughs> I know you guys were like, you know, just rushing to get this thing out. And we were, we were just like, you know, we were okay with it. We just didn't know. And at the time we were just looking for marshmallows to roast. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, that would be perfect. Right. For high ground and the whole <laughs> like campfire vibe in our artwork, like totally get it. And yeah, yeah. I, I, I completely understand. And I'm just glad we could take care of it before it became problematic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a pretty, it, it was a memorable moment nonetheless. Um <laughs> So uh, you were, so Steph, you had Stephanie work with you, Stephanie Rosa, right? Yep. How was, uh, how did you go about getting her? Like, was that something like you realized you like needed help with? Like, because I feel like she took a lot of the marketing aspects of that, right? Yeah. So she's been our marketing director since we first announced like back in May. Um, and I guess like going back to what I was saying before, like every show before High Ground, really, I, I kind of like ran marketing on my own and I knew that with this experience, I, I needed to make sure that it was shared with as many people as possible so that we could all celebrate it together. Mm -hmm. uh, and I wasn't, I, I didn't have the bandwidth to do that on my own, nor did I want to. <laughs> um, yeah. And she, she wanted to be a part of it and we wanted her to be a part of it. So she took over for our marketing. Oh yeah. She is, she's definitely, uh, she's powerful, man. She's, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. She's got, she's got it all on lock for sure um so caswell's your favorite artist right one of them for one sure. of them what was your like favorite set i mean oh maybe you don't want to say that that's kind of rude huh <laughs> every set that i walked into i was blown away and i'm i'm just like so sad that there that i didn't get to see everybody's set mm -hmm. i was trying to bounce around and catch like a few minutes of everybody but you know someone would radio me and I have to run backstage and then I'd be like oh this person just ended you know but I saw most sets and that's really cool and every time that I got to see somebody I was like this is great this is yeah. amazing this is exactly what I wanted <laughs> I know you were walking around I saw you walking around saying hi to everybody and I think as somebody who like created this event made this happen I think it was a uh, one of the sweetest things I think I've seen people like you know, it reminded me of Pascal Rotella, right? Obviously, he's a, you know, a fucking legend. Uh, but, like, it reminded me, like, he does the same thing. He walks around and says hi to people. And I'm just like, dude, being at his level, and he's still doing that shit. Like, that's just something to, like, take into consideration. It's like, totally. everything's community-based, and you're literally saying hi to the community. That's, you know, it, it just tells, like, oh, you're just, like, a normal person, like, every one of us, right? No matter what you do, what you're creating, even, like, artists and stuff. Artists are having, like, meetups and stuff like that. It's so, like... I think you walking around, you know, literally made people's day and just like, oh shit, like this guy's like saying hi. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, our soul is our people, 100%. And um, I am most curious to know like what people felt about the whole thing and, and how they're feeling. And I wanted to be out there in the audience, like experiencing it as an attendee so that I could be like, huh, you know, maybe, maybe this would be better if we did this next year or this or whatever. And part of the special aspect of being of like walking around the, the area is getting to talk to people. And it was so cool. I, I feel like there were a handful of groups that were like, Hey, like you're the guy. And I was like, hi, it's me. That <laughs> was, it was pretty sick. Yeah. I can't really find anything that I would complain about. Um, I mean, there was a lot of good stuff. I really love that um, silent disco meditation thing you had going on pretty crazy right that was pretty cool man <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean the sound the transcend down by sound down um is something that we kind of like put together in the pat in like the few weeks leading up to the event and it's something that i've wanted to do from the inception of all of this was like a space where people could participate in mindfulness and well-being programming throughout the day and it just so happened that the perfect way to introduce it in a festival environment was through a silent disco style and it's something that's never really been done before, I don't think. And so we had yoga and Reiki and breathing sessions. And um, there was a group hypnosis se session. I had heard about that. <laughs> a lot of really cool things going on in there. And it was all done through silent disco headphones. Um, and it seems like the people who went thought it was really cool. And then there's a lot of people who I've heard from who are like, oh, my God, I wish I'd known that that was there. And so... I, I'm excited because I, I, it's something that I think we'd like to keep for next year. Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe make it bigger would be like my. Yeah, yeah I, th I think it was like a perfect size for this year for people who like wanted to go and explore something. And next year, I'd like to make it larger for sure. Um, 
and so more people can experience it. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was a man really badass. Um, so high grounds is this gonna be a high grounds too? <laughs> Think so. I, I hope so. Um, like I said, we're like finalizing all of the balance sheets and settlements yep. for here make sure that we're all copacetic and i think we are and if we if, if those thoughts are right then uh we will be doing one next year <laughs> are, are have you thought about doing like two days we have <laughs> what's the consensus on that <laughs> i want to do it <laughs> damn oh, it we but no, yeah <laughs> man fucking do it bro i will t- i will tell you this bro my friend I was telling you about, and he was like, you know, at first he was like sketchy about it. He goes, oh, I don't think I'm like, I don't know, man. But like, you know, um, yeah, he was like, I wish there was that day too. He was like, dude, this was me fucking too. sick. Oh my God, me too. And I think like with the amount of art that we have for just this year alone, like I wish I had more time to go explore those aspects of it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people feel that way. Especially like even with the dome, they're like, oh my gosh, I wish I'd taken a moment to go there. Yeah. I wish I'd... I'm at the second stage and we want, more than anything to do two days that's our plan that's our goal um i'm hoping that sometime soon we can finalize that and announce it but can't confirm it quite yet but that'd be pretty badass though pretty crazy <sighs> all right man um we're kind of nearing to the end we're a little past an hour um yeah. can you bro let me tell you man when you're just where you're talking with amongst friends bro yeah Time goes by so fucking fast. And actually, no, it's probably all this fucking truly I keep drinking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, where can people find you and where can people find your fest? And where can people find, plug in anything you want to plug in right now, let people know where they can find you in any uh, platform. Cool. Is this like hot ones? Look at any camera. And- <laughs> you got 30 seconds. Go. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm super reachable. All of my personal socials are Noah S. Levinson um so you can find me on instagram i'm like pretty active there and i post a lot of like <laughs> big like sad boy shit on on facebook where i just like i'm like i just created this festival i don't know like all those things <laughs> um and then uh yeah the high ground socials are all at high ground fest um our website's highgroundfest.com so all very very findable um our website needs to be updated with a see you soon kind of thing but um we'll be uploading photos on the high ground instagram mostly the whole photo bank will probably come to the website as well and let me tell you they are amazing like our content team absolutely killed it and uh i'm really excited to keep sharing all of the magical moments that happened this year and i'm really looking forward to seeing everybody again next year Okay. Oh, one question because you mentioned this. Um, are you guys doing a recap video? We are. Oh, <laughs> badass. I can't wait for that. Um I can't wait either. I saw some of the some of the footage the other day. Wow. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that should be coming pretty soon. Um, our media team, uh Boulder House Media and Beach House, uh, and then all of our independent content creators are all working on their things and we'll have them pretty soon. Hell yeah, man. All right. Well, uh, that was uh, Noah Levinson. Um, this episode will be available on iHeart Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud. And we got that video version where you get to see all of his events on the side of the wall. So if you don't have YouTube, you better download it now and uh, you can see his entire wall of all the events that he's actually had on there. Um, <laughs> Noah, thank you for coming to the podcast. Um, fucking really awesome so having you, man. Yeah, this has been wonderful and thank you for the the awesome conversation this has been yeah. great and for the listeners um thank you for spending an hour with me and noah um hope we were entertaining <laughs> <laughs> and until the next one everyone 